0: From Studio C in the Five One One Studios, this is Note to Future Me. Hi, this is Brett Johnson, your host, and haven't been podcasting for um, a few weeks now. I apologize for that, but uh, my business has been busy, <laughs> and I I don't want to just throw a, throw out a an episode for the sake of putting an episode out. And I believe this episode today will showcase why I've waited a while. I've been wanting to interview this gentleman for quite a while especially now with some things changing in Google search. And uh, Chuck Francis, a really good friend of mine and and has helped me get to where I am with Circle 270 Media. Uh, He owns Take and Bake Marketing as well as owns uh, USA Access, which is a web hosting server. And the guy knows his stuff about web hosting as well as about websites and why it's important for a podcaster to have their own .com for their podcast. Well, you know, how does having your podcast on its own website help with search? Well, Google now indexes podcasts in search. They're transcribing podcasts in Google Podcasts. Uh, but the catch, Google can't index your podcast unless it has its own website. So we've got some tips on how you can use a .com to help your podcast be found easier as well as show up in that second search area when a Google search on a podcast, your episodes show up and .com helps you get there. First of all, I want to make sure you understand don't uh, confuse Google Podcasts with Google Play. Google Play is still there. You can submit your podcast there, but uh, Google Podcasts is different and that's what Google is evolving to. And they do explain how they index podcasts in their developer docs. I'm going to put a link to that if you're so inclined to read something uh, about their develop, development of uh, search and, and how they're utilizing it for podcasts and such. Um, I'll, I'll put that link in the, show, the podcast show notes. Basically, they're saying that podcasts must have a dedicated homepage, and that homepage must have a link pointing to your RSS feed. Now, what's that mean? Your, your podcast needs a website. So uh that's what I want to go over in this episode with Chuck and, and we we cover a lot of nitty gritty things, but I think also the big picture of why you podcast and why you should consider a dot com, is it for you? Maybe not. A lot of people don't need a dot com with their podcast. It may be just something fun to do and it's not a necessity. But going into any venture, whether you're blogging, you're creating videos, Always think about the big picture. Is it something you should create a good foundation for something you're putting a lot of time into and make it worthwhile that in one year and two years and three years looking back, you're going to pat yourself on the back going, boy, am I glad I did that. Boy, am I glad that I created a .com for this podcast because look where we are now. Well, hopefully you enjoy the interview with Chuck and get some good advice on what to do with your podcast. Anna.com for that podcast. His contact information is in the podcast show notes as well as he mentions some ways to get a hold of him as well in the podcast. And thanks for taking notes with me. Google, Google, Google. When I was putting this together, Chuck... Uh That Brady Bunch came to mind, <laughs> Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. You know, I, I know everybody kind of when, when they start working this Google thing, they go, God Google yeah. again. You know, you yeah. play this Google game, but but it is that if you want to be found, sure, you've got to figure this out and you got to do the best that you can within your abilities to play the Google game.
1: Yeah, you have to, and, and you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Number one search engine in the world, mm-hmm. Google. Number two, YouTube both owned by Google. Right. So I mean, that's the player you truly have to deal with when mm-hmm. it comes to any of the issues and the way they change their policies and things of that nature. So right,
0: exactly. So before we dive in, I want to give a, you an opportunity to do a little background yourself, a brief bio, why i brought you to the table right to talk right. about this i'm I mean, still wondering myself <laughs> i just wanted to hear your voice for 30 minutes you know um and give you an opportunity just to play with a 100 mic for a while you know and just sit in the studio on a friday night that's uh, yeah we could do that again yeah sure but uh you have some knowledge that i want listeners to know what they need to do the next steps i gotcha. can i can say hey Chuck says to do this, but I want to get it from the horse's mouth. Gotcha. And gotcha. also learn as we go along, too, because I don't know everything about it either, well, but I know enough to be dangerous and enough to know that you should be talking about this. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know enough to be dangerous, too, yeah. and a lot of it is trial and error, yeah. and, and that's a lot of the times how you learn right. the hard way. Right, right, uh, yeah. Started out in radio, uh, 19 years old, and uh, was a vice president of programming for six stations down in Panama City, Florida, um, at 27. So that was back in the day before it was all computer operated. You actually had a staff You actually had individual program directors on each of the stations and, and had to oversee the strategy and things. Um, and when radio consolidated in the late nineties, all the fun and the joy that we used to love about radio went away because we became a a bean counting company, you know, or, or organization so at that point in time, I was looking for a creative outlet because radio wasn't giving me that satisfaction anymore. And the internet was a puppy, you know. And, and I was sitting with an old friend in Florida and we were kicking around some ideas and we launched our first uh, internet company in 99. Um, this dates me, but I think it also speaks to some level of experience that um, when we started our first company, Google, 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 mm-hmm. try to say that three times yeah. fast. Um, they were a backup search engine to Yahoo. Really? Yeah. YouTube did not exist. Right. Um, iTunes did not exist. There was only two places online you could buy music one was Amazon and the other was CD Now. And then Amazon bought CD Now and shut them down. Okay. So, I mean, and you had to wait for your music. You couldn't even download an MP3 at that time. You'd order it and they'd ship you the CD. So, yeah, I'm making my. It, it just can't. I just can't believe how long ago that seems. But, um, so, yeah, I've been in and around the internet and, and media for a while. And um, certainly have worked with folks that have done podcasts. Everybody's like, Chuck, why don't you do a podcast? And I'm like, I. I don't know what I want to talk about, right? <laughs> right. right, Exactly. <laughs> Plus you did. You did that for a while, you know, sure, so, sure. um, but that's, that's in a nutshell. I've mm-hmm. been, uh, when we started our first company in 99, I had an opportunity to acquire a small web hosting company out of Akron. Um, didn't know a damn thing about how to build a website, how to host a website, <laughs> but you know, you learn, you know, right. if, if you're going to be in that business, you learn. And so along the way, um, I've seen I don't know how many standards have changed over the years on you have to build to this code or it's not authentic and you know hmm. and then it changes three years later to where forget about that now it has to be built this way so yeah. i've seen a lot of those changes and a lot of changes that you have been talking to me about with uh concerns to podcasts and right. and how google and, and the rest treat
0: them yeah exactly well you you brought up a good point too you know as we went to do to kind of do a roadmap of this episode is to bring to light, okay, you got to figure out this Google thing mm-hmm. as a podcaster. But depending on what you want to do with your podcast, you know, is it a business? Is it a brand? Right. A couple of schools of thought with sure. that. Sure. I think you and I deal more with the business side of it that mm. – You know, businesses are looking at podcasting as a branding tool, a business tool, a a controlled voice, controlled content tool as well, too. But I think you you bring up a couple of great examples of, you know, comparing and contrasting what you do with the podcast.
1: Yeah. uh, um, And to your point, some people are just fine doing a podcast as a hobby. They really don't. They do it as a release, as entertainment. They're not looking to monetize. But there are others out there, I think they start these podcasts with this idea that, I'm going to be the next big whatever, you know, and that's great if you want to do that. And if you've got the vision for that, but you have to treat it seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, An example would be a friend of mine. This seems like a bit of a stretch, but he's a self publisher. So he has three books out. He made the conscious decision to hire me to um, make him look the part. Because when you consider who his competition is, as as a publisher publishing his own material, if he's on Amazon He's up against Seth Godin, right? Mm-hmm. Seth Seth has the publisher. Seth has all the resources to do these big, beautiful books, you know, photo shoots and all the other graphic design. And Nick is the guy's name. Mm, I can go and hunt around on Canva and see if I can put something together and, you know, or ask my... Uh, Asked my uh, second cousin twice removed if he'd please, you know, take a picture. <laughs> didn't of me. He
0: have a didn't he have a camera at Christmas last year? Yeah, yeah. It was a thirty five millimeter, I think. Yeah, yeah. So he
1: ended up hiring me to do a photo shoot for him, design his album cover, his uh, book covers, mm-hmm. um, consult him on the layout of the book just from a design standpoint, and then create his social media pieces. Um, so it spent he spent a little bit more than most self publishers are going to spend. But every time he goes to a publishing convention or uh, an event somewhere, people are at. Who did your cover? You know, mm-hmm. uh, who does your social media post, You know, and he'll explain. Here's what it costs, and they're like, "Oh, you know, well, are you a brand or aren't you? Are you behind what you're doing or aren't you?" Right. Conversely, I was just dealing with a former radio guy who he's uh, a sportscaster and he's got his own podcast and it's pretty good. Um, having the same conversation. You need a good website. You need to look the part. And he's coming at it from a different school of thought, which is I don't want to spend the money. You know. Well, the problem is you're up against here locally in Columbus, you're up against the van. If, right. if you're if you're gonna have a voice in sports, that's your competition. In the same respect, you're up against ESPN. Look at them and then look at you. So we put a proposal together, understanding he has a limited budget, talked him through it. Talked him through the benefits of it. And we'll get into some of that technically uh, a little later on. And he was ready to go. And then his wife decided she wanted to try to go ahead and build his website. So, okay. (laughs) Never built a website before. And it's it's like, I get it, you know. But do you want success now or do you want to wait till you give the wife a chance to to, to build the
0: site? Well, and sometimes you don't know what you don't know as well as... Where do you want to take that podcast sure. as well, too? Sure. You kind of go into it going, yeah, that's a pipe dream. I like to get big. But, boy, what if you do accidentally? hmm You interview the right person. Right. Or, you know, and, and sometimes it takes that. Sure. That's all it is. You interview the right person. You get the right type of interview from them. And they say some stuff. And all of a sudden, your podcast is quoted and you're called. Right. And you don't have a dot right.
1: .com. Right. Or, you know, right. you're on SoundCloud you have nothing or your feeds broken because yeah. your wife didn't know how to right. fix it. yeah, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Right. You're, you're you don't, exactly. you
0: don't have anywhere to send anybody to, 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 to get the publicity. Sure. Sure. Amazingly enough. So yeah. I mean,
1: that's the importance of, you know, just defining in your own head, right. What's the purpose of your podcast, right. You know, are you just having fun with it or are you looking to really right. grow it?
0: And yeah, you're going to miss a few steps. That's fine. But as sure. long as you put that mental effort that yes, I'm going to be a professional about this. Right.
1: And even if I can't get there today. How can I take the first step to leave the best impression that's the first impression, even if it's not the total impression that I want to leave? Right.
0: You know? And I think it leads to our next point, the importance of owning that oh. website. I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I see this posted all the time in podcasts, uh, social media uh, posts, uh, Facebook groups and such like that, that why should I, why should I have a .com? Why should I have mm-hmm. a .com? And a lot of them are coming from that hobbyist point of view, and I totally get that. Sure. I do. But there really are not a great amount of good answers to that mm-hmm. in there, because most of them don't get why they should. I think we touched upon it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's the branding piece. I mean, mm-hmm. what other aspects of owning that dot com?
1: Well, essentially as a podcast if if you're using any third party, they own your content. At the end of the day, they own your content. right? Because you're using their uh, resource for free. Mm-hmm. They're using your um, content so they can go sell advertising, whatever they do. To generate the revenue, but a great example back in the wee old early days of when I started, there were people. Uh, I think Yahoo owned no. Yahoo didn't own it. Was a standalone called GeoCities, okay. and a lot of people were, "Hey, I can go build a free website on GeoCities," and they did. And there were thousands of websites. And then Yahoo bought GeoCities and shut it down. <laughs> And people were screaming, where's my website? I've, mm. I've had that website for five years. You didn't have anything. Mm. Yahoo now has it. and yeah. doesn't want it anymore. So your website went bye-bye. Same thing applies with a podcast. If you're using a third party, if I, I've had clients non-related to podcasting say, I'm just going to use Facebook. I don't need a website.
0: Mm. That's a great example. You know, really? That's a great example. So
1: uh, great. So Facebook then changes the rules on what businesses can do on, and where are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and have and
0: have changed the yeah, rules exactly it's and, not even an if situation it's a when
1: yeah exactly right so my advice is always yeah. always own your content you can certainly use those uh platforms to to publicize to market to uh raise awareness for your podcast but own the 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 root uh source right. and make sure you own it
0: there was a post in um, one of the podcast groups that i think hit really well with this podcast that he uh, posted that this is why show notes matter. And again, owning mm. owning the podcast website, the dot com. Recently, one of my podcast guests appeared on the Today Show to promote her new book. Within hours of her appearance, people around the world were Googling her name and the new book. And what did they find on Google? They found the show notes page of my interview of her on my website. <laughs> my traffic spiked. My podcast download spiked. My brand grew. Yep. You know, interviewing awesome guests is great. But if you can't capitalize on their celebrity, you are certainly limiting your potential impact.
1: That's that's great advice.
0: Amazing. Now, again, a lot of factors have played into this now that Google is in this. Maybe Mm -hmm. about a year ago, this post would have never happened. Mm -hmm. But today it did. Yeah, exactly. And that's where the dot coms coming in. Absolutely. I I thought that was a great example. And it kind of hit home because I'm working with an author as well too that recorded her book here in the five one one studios, mm-hmm. and uh, she has been a guest on a couple of my clients' podcasts as well too. So I want to utilize that book, the sure. long tail of that book, sure. in those two episodes that this she was a guest on one of the podcasts, and just to see how that plays out with, with her promotion of it, with that podcast promotion of it and such. Mm-hmm. It and, and again, the book has that long tail sure opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. You have your website, and yep. here here's are some details that I I get muddied on as well too in regards to creating that RSS feed. Okay, okay. Yeah. And I've got a couple of clients that I do work with that they you know they're generating and, and this they're old school stuff. They're still using FeedBurner, and they're creating yeah. the RSS feed. That fine, it works great for sure. them. Sure. Till the wheels fall off, they're going to continue to use it. It's mm. their choice, right? And I've, I've given them the caveats. We're good though, but let's let's talk about the RSS feed. I think mm-hmm. most podcasters understand that's, that's the transmitter. Sure. But how does that work when you have the com outside of working with the podcast host company?
1: A lot of times when I'm working with a podcaster and this could go for any client, actually uh, we have moved away from within the company. We can still build HTML sites or, you know, mm-hmm. but um, WordPress You know, a lot of times early on when we were building websites, people wanted, can you build us an admin area so we can update the website ourselves? Well, you're adding expense upon expense upon expense because you're not only building the front end out, you're then building the back end to interact with the front end, and that's a custom build, and that's really expensive because of the hours involved in doing that. Um, But along comes this, back when Blogger first took off, uh, along came this open source uh, platform called WordPress. And I started playing with WordPress probably a year or so after it came out. And right out of the gate, beyond the ability to create these um, uh, responsive websites, they had a back end that was so easy to use. Hmm. So you could log in as an admin, and if you could run Word, you could run the back end of WordPress. And then they started, uh, since it's open source, with uh, a bunch of different developers contributing to the platform and plugins that can... Uh, generate forms for you, and and so the nice thing about utilizing WordPress uh, for podcasters in particular, as soon as you because it's a blog based uh, content management system, as soon as you install it and activate it, it creates an RSS feed for your blog, and then you also have the ability to customize those RSS feeds within WordPress. So if you wanted to have one RSS feed for your blog and another one for your podcast, you could do that. Okay. Yep. Um, there are some plugins out there that can do that for you. A lot of times, though, you might want to just go ahead and hire somebody uh, to go ahead and write. Because there's some geek code in there that you sure. have to right. go in and, and finagle. Right. Um, but that shouldn't be too expensive. If you run across somebody who is a good back-end developer for web... You know $50 an hour and it takes maybe an hour to to customize your RSS feed because it's already created within the WordPress system they just have to modify it
0: okay what what are you modifying in that RSS feed then
1: um it depends it depends on your approach okay so in the case where i want to have a blog on my website but i also want to have podcasts mm-hmm. Um, you're custom. You're creating a separate RSS feed for, for both. All right. So if somebody wanted to subscribe to your blog so that they get your updates all the time.
0: Just get this the, the written word, basically. Y- yep,
1: absolutely. Okay. Then they subscribe to that RSS feed. And then if they watch your podcast, they subscribe to a different RSS feed. Okay. And that's just taking one and modifying it. So um, your podcast could sit under a different directory, which would add one more string to your RSS feed um, URL.
0: Does that weigh the... The the .dot com down? No,
1: nope, not at all. Not, not at, all.
0: at all. Okay. Nope. No, There's Okay. I know the load
1: speed is huge. Yeah. For well, Google, take a look. It, at it. is. Okay. But uh, what's interesting about an RSS feed is that um, I look at it like a switchboard. Yeah. So if you know, if Apple, for example, when you set up your show, it's looking for that uh, that RSS feed's connecting right out to your mm. show, and anything that's on that RSS feed comes into Apple. That's an important thing to keep in mind as well um owning your own rss feed a lot of times people will make a change okay whether they decide to leave one third party or another and they'll go into apple and change their rss feed and you just killed whatever audience you built right because apple doesn't know to look at, at the new rss feed and the old people who subscribe to the old rss feed don't know where you went kind of like buying a new house and you yeah, didn't nope, tell your neighbors, nope. hey,
0: I've moved down there.
1: <laughs> no forwarding okay, address. No forwarding. <laughs> they keep knocking
0: on the door yeah, yeah. and nobody answers. But they don't know any better and yeah. they'll keep knocking on the
1: sure, door. Sure, sure. So, I mean, okay. if, if you decide to go the route where you're hosting your own website or or you're using another uh, host to host your website, um, always make sure they have the ability to do, again, geek speak. Uh, it's called a 301 redirect. Okay. Because if you ever find a better platform or you ever find a better source for generating your RSS feed for whatever new technology comes in that can be added to and enhance that, that feed, um, having that redirectability, you don't have to worry about people losing you. Because once they go to the old RSS feed, it'll say, uh-uh, they moved over here. Mm-hmm. It's like the post office and a forwarding address. Right.
0: How long does that 301 stay in effect?
1: Um, it varies. Um, you know, I think uh, it can stay forever. Okay. You know,
0: depending on the hosting platform. Exactly.
1: It could stay forever, but okay. you may want to go, uh, moving hosts. So I'm moving from host one mm-hmm. to host two. I don't want it to last more than 30 days, mm-hmm. you know, uh, cause I'm going to shut that account down in 30 days. Right. Um, but you can automatically do the same thing on the new host. So if you move to a new host, you set up the, th- the 301 as well, just as a safety, uh, safety net to make sure that people don't have that old RSS feed still locked in their system. hmm Maybe
0: jumping ahead, but this thought came to my mind too. So you're creating your own RSS feed on your website. Mm -hmm. You're feeding that RSS feed to Apple or any of the players directly from your website. Your website goes down. Yep. Which is, it's going to Mm -hmm. at some point in time. Maybe Mm -hmm. glitch here or there. That's where it may not be down long and such, but what do you do?
1: Well, I think the the point that you made uh, when you're dealing with length of time, Mm -hmm. you know, Yeah. Invariably there are problems. There are so many, um, links in the chain from your office at home to getting to your website when you consider it. So I'm, I'm guessing you have spectrum at home as high speed internet. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it, you're on your computer going across spectrum spectrums, then looking for the server, you know, and then the, the information is going across different checkpoints. So is it the server that's down or is it spectrum that's down? You know, so again, uh, be a little patient when there's a hiccup somewhere in there because sometimes it's not always the server. It's just it got into a roadblock somewhere on the way right. trying to get to the well, server.
0: And the odds are the podcasters kind of go, look, OK, I publish on Tuesdays. It's down Tuesday. Of yeah. course it is, you know, but I think there are variables beyond that. I, mean, I should say compensation points that you just send out to your email list sure. and say hey sure server's down we'll have an episode
1: tomorrow yep. hopefully you know it's not we've
0: got it ready for you mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know absolutely. and that, and that could come down to having backup plans you know and such too well
1: so, you yeah. were you were talking specifically about and i think we're talking about the same article where it was um i'm trying to think of the uh, feed
0: uh, oh it's uh yeah 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 I can look it up here. Um,
1: I didn't bring it along. Their, their, third, their third party went yes, down. Yes, yeah. And yes, uh, it was FeedPress. It was yeah, FeedPress. Yeah. And this was back right. in September. Right. Yep. Yeah. And this was
0: s- Pacific Content. Yep. Was the uh, uh, the, the blogger, let's yep. put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And
1: this was not a short term right. problem. There was a serious glitch. Well, if your RSS, RSS feed is generated by FeedPress, you know, you, you got a problem to where they keep trying to access your files and your files aren't there. Um, after a certain period of time, the people carrying your blog are, you know, or your podcast are gonna go, bye bye, take them off the mm-hmm. listing because it, it doesn't exist anymore. Okay. We're not getting a response from that RSS feed. If you own your own feed, there's a number of things that you can do. Um, so if, not to say that you can't utilize third party, right? but if there's a problem with the third party, you can then revert back to your main feed because that's where it's pointing anyway. You know, so you can go in real quick and update, um, Apple to point directly to the root feed that you have. Yes,
0: you can very quickly yeah. and refresh and yep. b- b- if nothing else in 24 hours, There you go. maybe less than yeah, that.
1: Probably less knowing than Apple. That. Yep, yeah. Now the other ones less. I don't know, but yeah. So but, that's, that's one advantage, you know, because yeah. if my third party fails me, I still have this root source I can go to, uh, and get my show back on and up uh-huh. and live. Um, so I mean I think that's probably the most important um, aspect of it when you're dealing with a web host because um, again I've done this since '99 yeah you I've had problems in the past you know uh, unforeseen circumstances but usually they don't last long you know okay um, you're a client you know you mm-hmm. you've, had, right. you've had um, a Circle 270, what three
0: years three three and a half years now yeah how yeah. many times have you been now not very many. Right. if it's been it's been moments it's a, blip. Yeah. it's a blip that i'll you know i actually have i forget what <laughs> service i've got that gives me kind of a heads up it's down yep sure it's two minutes yep. and i'm assuming it's just unplug plug
1: yeah usually <laughs> somewhere Usually you know, it's a reboot it, for some reason yes it is exactly because we know. reboot just like you reboot right. your computer, it's yeah. like at certain periods of time, and usually it's on a Sunday night, right? Exactly. We try to do it in sure. the evening so sure. we're not disrupting you know. traffic. But so. yeah, but
0: now and 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 to that point too, it's an advantage that your phone call away. Oh yeah. And Blue- I think that's you need to take a look at that as well as you know working with a beyond a podcasting host company, as in a and again I'm not calling anybody out, but just as an example, Blueberry or Libsyn and such, going with somebody locally i'll set something up through GoDaddy, but at the same time that's just for the website sure and going to go to you for the server because mm-hmm. i know your email phone call text away that's like hey can you help me get this done or it's like ah there's something going on right, <laughs> you know right. and you're probably already aware of it <laughs> yeah nine times out of ten probably but, but sometimes
1: sometimes it's site specific so yeah. it's not yeah. i can't look at the server log and go yeah there's something mm-hmm. going on i have to look at the individual account Right. And that, you know, typically doesn't take yeah. me very long to go, oh,
0: here's what happened. <laughs> well, I, well, I know you gave an example. You had a client that was loading uh, videos oh, onto their website. Now, and and, and I, it may have been prior to that, hey, put them on YouTube. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, mm-hmm. and just that knowledge base wasn't there quite right, yet.
1: Right. But that, that story you told me is like, oh, my god, oh, they were killing me. <laughs> they, were, they were killing me. I could not figure out why the server was just like dragging. Right. And then I look and check the log again. And you see this exorbitant amount of data being used on this one account. I'm like, what the hell do they have on their website? I take a look and they, they're all dot MOVs and these huge videos. Uh, and I'm like, oh, guys, no, no, you didn't, no, you no, You didn't no, even no, convert no. them. It's still it's MOVs. Come on. At least give me a break with an M4A.
0: You know, exactly. Please, please, please. Yeah.
1: So that was a joy. Oh,
0: my gosh. Well, let's, uh, you know, saying that as well, too. Okay. So you're you're. As a podcaster, mm-hmm. you're going to go this route. You're going to upload the audio mm-hmm. onto your own website and such. Right. So, what's some advice about you know? So maybe you're 200 episodes in, yeah, and sure. you get 200 one-hour mm-hmm. episodes mm-hmm. in your weekly. Yeah, let's right. let's let's put that scenario sure. up there. What do you? What's the best way to approach that?
1: Uh, in in that uh, scenario, I would have to. Um, I could send you notes later. Because uh, I'm trying to recall okay. some of the newer sites mm-hmm. that I've found that rival um, Google with their storage and okay. Dropbox with their storage. Okay. Um, that's really typically what you'd want to do. If you really start to pile up the episodes and the data that you're storing, you can take those older episodes and just have them draw from a shared uh, storage space from another cloud yep. from a cloud yep. off the sure. server and it's
0: yep. kind of a redirect almost. That's
1: it. All that. you're doing is you're, you're not updating the post. You're just updating where the audio is being pulled from so mm-hmm. that you're not loading down or you can just expand the space of your hosting account. Okay, You know, that's mm-hmm. another option as well. Okay, Cause typically when I, I deal with startup uh, podcasts or bloggers or things like that, and I'm giving you the smallest package possible because it's the cheapest package possible, Right. you, know? uh, you don't need the big extra mm-hmm. space. If you go into it, you pay for it. You know, if you want to pay a third party for it, you can. Or you want to pay to expand your account, you can do mm-hmm. that as
0: well. Right. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about WordPress, you know, the site and show management. Sure. You know, going down your roadmap here, because I know you have where you want to go with this. I, I think we're to that point, too, just managing that WordPress site. Right. Because we kind of touched upon right. it. Okay. You got the audio coming in. You you should be blogging, mm-hmm. whether it's transcribing or or you know, there are now transcription services that you can have them transcribe it and you can actually embed the transcription and create a blog post of it. Yep. It does the exact same thing. Yep. Google reads it. Everybody reads it the same way. It's just a different way of putting it on your website. What What's some maintenance ideas and some things you should take a look at?
1: You, with the transcribing, you bring up an excellent point um, because I used to talk early on, particularly with clients that were new to what do I do on the internet? You know, just just in general. Um,
0: (laughs) I got to be there. What do I do? Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Some people like to read, some people like to watch, and some people like to listen. Right. Okay? So if you're doing something, give them all three. Give them the ability to watch, give them the ability to read, give them the ability to listen. Because isn't that what the internet's all about? Finding stuff that you like in a way that you like it. Right? So... I always tell podcasters, for example, and I'll, I'll, I'll circle back oh, no, to WordPress no, no, on this in a you're second, fine. but um, take the extra take the extra 15 minutes and take your podcast and make it into a video and upload it to YouTube.
0: Do it. Why not?
1: Because it's exposure, it's advertising for you on the second largest search engine in the world. It doesn't have to be a, v- a video of you. It could just be a picture, a still image with your logo for your show while the show's playing. But it's an opportunity for them to go, man, I really like this guy, or I really like this show. Where's this show located? And in your comment notes, here's my website. Click. Now I go subscribe to your podcast. Okay, So it's another form of I like to watch, but now I'll listen and Mm -hmm. I can read. But it's also going to help you in the search engines as well because you've got text based on the content of the audio show, which is going to help Google uh, with their understanding what your content is and how to categorize it and how to make it show up, and probably going to show up higher. WordPress, um, it is a podcaster's friend because when you think about the way podcasts are distributed, it's similar to how blogs have been distributed for years. So therefore, utilizing the XML and the RSS feeds, um, there's a lot of developers out there who have created fantastic plugins that are a podcaster's friend. BuddyPress is one that I've worked with quite a bit where it helps you to organize your content, organize your show, organize your episodes, and it's built for WordPress so it fits within most themes that you create, whether it's a custom theme or one that you borrow. Um, And they're constantly coming out with new tools that you can utilize. Something else that you do that I don't see a lot of uh, podcasters doing is a newsletter. Okay. Um, it's just another way to notify your listeners that you have a new episode because everybody gets busy, right? Right. I, I I may have you subscribed on my phone, but I didn't go to look to see that you had a new episode, Mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden I get an email. Hey, here's a couple of things we talked about on the show. I hope you get a chance to listen. Please give me feedback or rate my podcast. Blah, blah, you know, just something simple to remind me. Um, and that's, that's building your audience a different way. And that's creating that opportunity to recycle them back into your show on a regular basis. Which, if you ever want to monetize, that's part of the thing they're going to be looking at. Is how many repeat listeners do you have? It, yeah. It's
0: not just the download; it's the newsletter yeah. subscribers, the social media following, mm-hmm. the interaction that you have with yeah. your audience in Absolutely. some fashion. Right? Exactly. Um, so controlling your feed and control where it lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we talked a little bit about you know the three hundred one direct, but you know, is there any other nuances that? You know, owning your website, you've got the .dot com, you've got you know the, the plugins working for you. Sure. Any other nuances that you should control or should uh, be aware of? I think that I
1: think the main thing is reverse the order in the way you look at it. Okay. Don't let your content live on a third party. Own the content and share it to the third party. Uh, I think that's the most important advice. Is because it. I've said this to uh, people who play in in nightclubs as entertainers. It's like, you know, how many people, if you build a list of people, right, email or text messages, that helps you move people from club one to club two next week because you saw me at this club here. Hey, I'm just letting you know where I'm going to be this Mm -hmm. week. You know, it's building that own audience that you own. As opposed to Facebook owns the audience and shares it with me, or radio owns the audience and gives me access to it, you now own the audience. Mm. And you you control the tools that own the people that interact with you. So, our listener
0: is interested. They're going to go to the dot com. What are some questions they need to ask of somebody like you? They found somebody in their area, or they call you. Okay. I mean, you can handle around the world, it doesn't really matter per se. What, what are some questions that are, they, they should have in front of them to ask you or to be prepared to say, here's what I'm looking to do? Okay. So you have a better idea of where they want to go.
1: Uh, typically, I'll, I'll drill them with a lot of questions. Okay. Um, so it, just trying to come up with a mm-hmm. set list of questions to give them to ask me, it, it usually is there's something in their head, like, yeah. uh, I wonder if he can do this or, mm-hmm. or his servers have the ability to do that. Um, that's all I would, if there's anything customized or special about your podcast that you're doing differently than somebody else, or maybe you don't understand you're doing it differently than somebody else, you know, that's true. have that in mind to ask about. Um, I'm certainly open to, if I don't know the answer, I probably know somebody uh, in the circle of friends that has the answer, or I can find somebody who knows somebody who knows, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm not afraid to search for answers, you know? I don't believe I have all the answers, but I believe all the answers are out there. It's just a matter of going and finding them.
0: We're going to have the, your contact information in the show notes, of mm-hmm. course, but go ahead and give it right now so it's it's, it's verbal.
1: Yeah, um, uh, you can give me a call. That's probably okay. the easiest way to reach me, 614-203-1713. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Chuck Francis. Uh, Take and Bake Marketing is, is the name of the company. Um, understand this, and I think we talked about this a little bit earlier, too, I'm a small business guy, right? So I'm almost contradicting myself in some regard uh, from the beginning of the show saying, you know, he doesn't want to invest the money, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I did the same thing. Like I had never built a website before. I got into hosting websites and I needed to build a website. We pitched a concept and by God, we better have a website. <laughs> but I started getting quotes and this was late 90s. $30,000, you know, uh, $40,000. i am like, are you guys out of your mind? Where am I going to get $40,000 right. to pay you to build a website? Uh, guess I better learn how to build a website. <laughs> right. But no one ever came to me and went, yeah, look, I understand you're a small business. I'll work with you. Okay. I do that all the time. So tell me what the big vision is. Maybe you can't afford the big vision. You know, maybe the big vision is $1,500 and you're like, I can't do $1,500. That's fine. Let's ramp it up. Let's take it in phases. Let's get you set up really good so that you have a good first impression, but it's not all the bells and whistles. Okay. That puts you on budget of something you can actually chew on till you get to a point where it's like, okay, it's, I'm ready for phase two now.
0: Well, it also informs you and keeps you on the radar about, okay, X, he's looking to do this. Yep. Yep. and the, the, the roadmap was in about a year you're you got them have in the back of your mind sure thinking sure. about here's what we got to do here's what I got to do oh wait that would be you've heard something yep about some kind of product that would be great for him you're gonna put put that in front of him Absolutely. and say you were talking about this six months ago here, you might want to think about this. We yep. can incorporate that into what you're doing very easily.
1: Absolutely. And, and if I know where you're going, I can build it so that I don't have to reinvent right. the wheel when we go to phase two and phase three, Exactly, which that's, keeps that's your piece. expense down <laughs> because you know, I don't have to uh, reinvent everything. Right. The other option or the other opportunity with that is so if you start with a simple landing page that features who you are and what your show's about and all of your episodes, and it's done in a professional way. Um, who's to say that within a year, Somebody didn't create uh, a new plugin for WordPress that accomplishes something you wanted to accomplish in phase two anyway. Now you don't have to pay me for that. Install the plugin, you're in phase two, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? So who cares? Yep. Like I said, I I understand the the small business aspect of it, and I understand it can get really expensive. And there are a lot of people out there that I can't. I probably. Do more business rebuilding websites than building them from the ground up. That because I some, believe. You know, yeah. That I believe.
0: <laughs> that I believe. Exactly. Well, good. This was great information. I learned as i going along to it makes me think about who I'm working with and and where they're going to best suit their needs to protect them. I, and a lot of this is the protection piece of it. You put sure. a lot of work into it and you don't want somebody else to screw it up. Screw up your transmitter, basically. Yep. Absolutely, you don't want somebody doing that, and this is kind of an easy fix. But it's it's scary though too, because we're so used to going to the third party hosts, mm-hmm. the podcast hosting companies, and they take care That they're built for ease. Yeah, absolutely, they are, and there's absolutely, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But it comes down to be true to yourself. What are you looking to do? Right, and and figure that out. And that may not be the route to go. Chuck is a is a is a contact to, to discuss it out.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'd be happy to talk anytime. Be great. Yep.
0: Well, thanks again for being a part of the podcast. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. I
1: appreciate the invite, man. Cool. It's always good seeing you.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Good. Thanks. Yep. With over six hundred thousand podcasts available, your podcast needs to stand out immediately. By working with Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants, you get the one year advantage. Your first episode will sound like you've been podcasting for a year. The podcast consultants at Circle 270 Media have over 35 years' experience in digital and traditional marketing, content creation, audio production, recording, and broadcasting. We strategically bring these worlds together and consult businesses who are implementing podcasting into their marketing strategy to grow their brands and businesses. Own your story, engage, and interact with your customers and clients. Grow your brand and business with your own podcast. For more information about Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants and how we can help your business begin or better implement your current podcast into your marketing strategy, contact me at podcasts at circle270media.com.